Hello, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this is Backyard Shop Talks. Yep, we're in the backyard watching Wait. the Swiss chard grow. <laughs> Breathing in all the lilac goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought a house based on a lilac bush once. Did you? Yeah, there was one on the corner of the house. It was like my grandma's house. And I told my second wife, we're buying this house because that lilac bush. She said, you know, it's really fucking stupid. I was like, so? It's a nice house. Yeah, well, I've made dumber decisions in my life, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm getting married the second time. Oh, sorry. I'm just teasing. It was, that was a hard decision. That was a hard, that was a hard thing to do. I was horrible, and I was in a bad spot, and she paid the price for that. But anyway, um, she paid the price for my being in a bad spot. Lots of people did. Anyway, so, uh. I suppose that's the nature of living. If you're not willing to admit that throughout your life, <laughs> loads of people that you have interacted with have had to pay some some negative cost for your lack of, of conscious awareness in a given situation, then you're probably a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's well put, yeah. It's like, uh, so I wanted to talk about, we've talked about it several times already pretty much at length, but uh, I posted on Facebook a, a meme of my own making. Uh -huh. You made a, a meme? I don't know if it's a meme. It's just a statement. A thing. It's so a I put, a I said, I put, do you love your fellow humans or do you love your, uh, or do you hate your fellow humans? You know, now I think I look at that, I realize I, I typed it out wrong. Oh, well. Let's get the sentiment on there and okay. fix the post. Okay, so, or do you love... Oh, so I, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm not reading it right here. Duh. Or do you love to hate your fellow humans? Do you love your fellow man, or do you love to hate your fellow man? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I use the word human because, you know, I didn't want to be... I don't want to have that conversation I about lingity. I know. Well, let's see. We're saying man... In because the, that's the, what men and women are, or is mankind. Mankind. Yes. Or womankind, or whatever. Yeah. However you choose to think about it, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. I'm not interested in gender. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there's a, then, then somebody followed up with a conversation of that, you know, yeah, I like, they hate child, you know, they would, the, the suggestion of disliking child molesters or rapists or, and, and they added in the word Karens. Which is understandable. Karens are Karens, and you know. Anyway, um, if you don't know what a Karen is, <laughs> just fucking Google that. Shit. I don't want to take. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, and I, my point wasn't to bring up general reasons to hate people. You know, I mean, there's general things to hate, and and that's a thing. There are behaviors. Yeah, you have to, to parse that to, shit to, to, to dislike yeah. to hate. There is there. There are things or situations that you may find objectionable, and rightly so. But to attach someone's behavior to them in its entirety, I believe, is wrong. But what I, yeah. Anyway. So you were talking about, but you were talking about how, um, how really what this means, and and I and I because I. We're actively in, involved in conversations quite often, even before the podcast. So, and and for someone else, I mean, and I appreciate anybody else who's in the conversation. But if I speak in parable type form or am vague in my statement, 
you and I are on the same wavelength in some instances, and you'll get it. Like when I posted, I don't know if you saw that, but I said I posted context is everything. Mm -hmm. And my idea behind that was that was after, and our conversation last week actually came around that, was how he talked about, you know, disinfectants and ingesting oh, disinfectants. Uh, yeah, with yeah. Fucking Trump and the disinfectants. Right, thing. and that yeah. was that it's comes back to context. It comes back to, yeah, it's, if you're going to try and under, really understand, but that's, the, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. But, um, if you're, you know, to parse the meaning of somebody, what somebody says takes a lot more than whatever those three sentences were. Yeah, exactly. But it's all, but it also boils down to this. How much research are you willing to do, even if it's something that makes you excited because it makes you angry? Because being angry makes you excited in some instances. You know? Well... It's an addiction. It is. It is. It's a... It's a neurochemical addiction it's a yeah. physical yeah it's a, it, people's addiction to uh, you know negative emotions and the, the ensuing uh, biochemical response is, is a whole is a whole other bag but well, yeah. what, what, what about your post what you said which I thought was interesting the, the idea that somebody would hate... I hate child molesters. Okay. I disagree with that as a statement because I don't hate child molesters. I hate what they do. And that's an important distinction in my mind. You don't hate... That's something that I was taught from an early age that I still... I still have... I have not been able to find it invalid. So I believe it to be valid. Right. You don't hate a person, you hate their behavior. You don't hate the person, you hate what they do. Yeah. Right? Because what they do is not the entirety of a person. And now we could debate that, that's a whole other bag. Well, I mean, it's, it goes back to identity. Yeah. And identity, which is the, the, the linchpin of, of the statement that I made previously, which was just that... Online, people feel, one, very free and open to spew hate and negativity, and that seems to be a large part, Not even, and I don't want to say, um, you know, it's everything, but I do think that it seems to be a majority of the, the statements and the interactions that are posted online. Because it's, uh, people have come to a place where they believe a certain thing, or they cling to a certain ideology, be it their religion, or their political persuasion, or their dietary constraints, right? And instead of going, this is what I think, or this is what I believe, because I have yet to discover something that explains my experience better. So I believe this is very different from going, this is what I believe, I believe it wholeheartedly, and now I'm going to incorporate it as part of myself. 
the moment you start to adhere to an ideology or a belief system or whatever you think about something and it's not this is my thought about this it starts to become this is who I am I am a vegan I am a uh, Democrat or I am a uh, you know uh, a socialist uh, you know libertarian or whatever ridiculous <laughs> I am a Mormon or I am a Hindu I am this thing now you've taken something that should just be the most plausible explanation that I've found for this set of occurrences so far and you took it from that to this is part of me now because you've incorporated into yourself as part of who you are as part of your identity the minute somebody says something that contradicts that ideology or that thought process you become emotionally triggered because you feel personally attacked now when that person said something about Mormonism that didn't personally attack you Bob that said something about some of the faults that they find with the religion that you choose to adhere to right. because you have not yet found a better explanation for your observations and experiences well I'll give you an example I don't as, as a as a Latter-day Saint, Mormon, however you want to call it, um, I have learned that other people have the right to believe what they want to believe. And if I am triggered by anything that is anti-Mormon or non-pro-Mormon, it's, and then this is something I'm trying to work on, I, I am triggered by people who are former Mormons who continually you know i left the church for this reason great you left the church for this reason now leave the church don't come back unless you're ready to come back if you want to come back please come back okay but don't come back at mormons or latter-day saints and say the reason why you left and expect to have a conversation and sway them to your way of thought you might you might not the point is like and but that's what i'm talking about is like and I've experienced both sides of it, right? People yeah. who are, and we'll just use Mormonism because that's you're our, a Latter-day Saint, and, and it's something that a lot of people in the U.S. can at least identify with directly or indirectly. Right. But I, I find that when people adhere to an ideology and then they incorporate it into themselves as part of their identity, if it's still incorporated as part of the identity, then they become triggered when somebody says something in contradiction to their ideology, which is in contradiction to themselves. They feel personally attacked. Right. I.e., don't you bring your anti-Mormon shit back over here. Which is the same coin, just the opposite side of what I've experienced with my wife's um, mother and stepfather, which is oh, we left Mormonism, it was so negative and it was so damaging, i.e., I had this thing that I incorporated into myself as part of my identity, and then I felt betrayed by it, so now my new religion is to hate my former religion. Yeah. Both of them are just as ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, yes, I identify as a, as a Latter-day Saint, but I also identify as a, as a 
as a person first. You know, I try to remember that before anything, I'm I'm a person. I mean, I'm not going to die and be a Latter-day Saint. I don't believe that. You know, I don't believe that I'm going to be a Latter-day Saint in the afterlife. Well, there, that, that's that's the idea of any religion is that like it's, those are the instructions for before leaving Earth. Those are the instructions for here in this body. Well, those aren't the instructions for after. The 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 incorporation in the labeling of of different religions has become necessary because the fact is that there's so many different uh, different sects of Christianity. And it's like I always tell people... There's so many different sects of every religion. Well, but like I tell people, though, I mean, you have the Catholic Church, and everything up until Mormonism was a branch in Christianity, for the most part, except for Coptic and Orthodox Christians, were a branch off from the Catholic Church, or a form of a branch off of the Catholic Church. I, I would Lutherans, to Methodists, to Calvinism, that is all, that all, and well, let's go Church of England, Calvinism. Well, you're talking specifically right. about that's what the I'm, branch that's what of I'm Christianity talking about. That's what I'm talking that, about. that occurred through Western right. Europe. Right. That's only one that's branch what of I'm, Christianity. Well, that's There's what I'm, that's, other branches of Christianity but, in the Middle East and in Africa. Oh, I know. That's Coptic Christians <laughs> and Orthodox Christians in Greece and in Russia and things like that. So, I mean, I don't count those folks under that umbrella. Okay, I'm talking about just specifically the different sects that have branched off after since the Catholic Church and since and up to From Mormonism. Eurocentric right, Eurocentric, yes, yes, yeah. thank you. So to Mormonism, to Adventists and to Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. So um, which are uniquely American religions. All three. Hmm. So which and now are all incorporated world as world religions. So just like the Catholic Churches. But I mean, I don't try to. I'm not Mormon first. I'm human first. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm only Mormon first, then the purpose for my repentance is lost. Because I could just say, "Well, I'm Mormon, and I don't have to repent because I'm Mormon." That, that's that would a, be a good place that's for bunk. anyone of any religion to start. Yes, that's or any ideology. Right, it's bunk to say that kind of thing. Religion or otherwise, any ideological adherence. I don't ascribe to the idea of adhering to a particular ideology because right. I think that it's faulty to base my beliefs off of a belief system devised by someone else. I think that that, that, that is indicative on some levels of, of just mental laziness. Well, that's why you're always studying. I mean, if you, if you really are, um, and I, I try and study, I, I generally maybe get one good 20 or 30 minute session of sitting down or reading scriptures a week or I spend more time writing in my journal than anything else but um, I, I try and study and try and grow and understand my own religion better you know when I can study because I, I don't want to be stagnant and stuck in this you know I, I don't want to bathe in the same tub of water for the rest of my life mm. I want to change I want the waters to change my testimony of, of the divinity of Jesus Christ to grow and my understanding of how the kingdom works to grow as well. Sure. So you have to do that. You have to, you know, you can't, that, you can't, you know, and that's what, that's the whole point of all of this is, you know, and that's what happens is love becomes stagnant, stagnant and you become bored with what you're doing and you turn out, it turns into 
loving to hate. When you're inherent to an ideology, there's a lack, there's an inherent lack of flexibility that, and the best way to practice any religion is with the foremost eye on, on growth and development. That is something that is fundamentally challenging to practice in a given ideology because generally ideologies, the fact that it is an ideology, means these are the tenets, they are fixed, you must adhere inside of these parameters. Yeah, it's an agreement to be obedient. It's an agreement mm-hmm. to obedience. And I don't I just don't fundamentally agree to that. It's not to say that I don't find value in any number of religions or any number of political ideologies or, or uh, you know, sociocultural, uh, you know, thought processes. It's not yeah. that there's not value there. It's just that placing yourself inside of particular operational constraints now limits your ability to grow in accordance with your experiences yeah it's like that video that the the audio track you sent of me that one guy talking about what was his name i don't remember his name he was you were playing in the shop that one time and your tattoo, and I was listening and waiting to, oh, to do it, the podcast. Um, it was a British dude. It was dude. Alan Watts when he was talking about how um, the Western religion or how, how yeah. Christ relates to uh, different Eastern the Trinity, religious but he practices. Talked about, he also talked about monarchy and the Trinity and how the Constitution doesn't align with, with Christian belief of monarchism because that's what the Trinity is, is monarchyism. And I thought that was an interesting spin. I thought that was super interesting. I thought... I had to, I had to really kind of join dissect, dissect, dissect that. I, and I mean, I'm gonna go back and do that again because I can sit down with a piece of paper and write, write down what he says, and then you know hash it out, you know, in my own mind, you know, how that how that might apply or how it can incorporate, you know, what he says if what is true and what isn't for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what what I can understand of it, you know, but it's I thought that was interesting. I thought it was super interesting, but. Because it's nice to hear other perspectives, and we should always be open to other perspectives. We don't have to accept that. You, you don't. You don't at all. I just think that when you incorporate your beliefs as part of yourself, it, it unfairly weights your own beliefs in your own mind. Right. You are no longer objective, and you can no longer truly discern for yourself an objective truth. Yeah. Because you have plated or you've placed unnecessary weight through the incorporation of a belief into your identity. Yeah. Now it's you don't require the new information to be. 51% more likely than your belief. You would require it to be well significantly damaging to your right. belief system to get you to shift. Right. So that's that's where you get the echo chamber we've talked about before mm-hmm. is that at some point all you say on Facebook is just really 
people either avoiding what you're saying and not starting a conversation because you know that you're just going to start an argument or lose a friend over it that, you know, you don't really care what they think. You just, you know, you get tired of them posting things over and over and saying things that are, you know, in you, for you aren't really valuable because they are degrading to human beings. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I messed it up. All right. No, 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 I was just saying, you said that when people post things that just in general, like underneath this, uh, maybe underneath the surface statement seem to be degrading to just humans in general, yeah. right, their fellow man, like, I, I, um, yeah, the things that I think really, I don't care, a lot of stuff I just see and I'm like, that, I, 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 I don't buy into that, or oh, that, that's a sad way to think about things, and that's generally like when I see something that might be really triggering to somebody else, um, I, I usually just scroll past it with a thought of, wow, that's kind of a sad way to think about things, you know, because generally if you engage it, um, it's, it usually has a negative outcome because the reason that you found it objectionable is because it triggered something in you. It triggered some part of you that, uh, that is hurt or damaged or upset. <clears throat> but um, I don't, I don't know, I, I think the whole big bag of this uh, negative social media interaction centers around this idea of um, incorporating your ideology, your belief systems as part of your identity. Because the moment you do that, you feel personally attacked. Yeah. And then you, then now you can't have a good, now you can't have a, a good, logical, productive uh, discussion with somebody who has different beliefs than you. Because them espousing their beliefs attacks you or you feel it that way. And so I, I really, as much as I can, I try to avoid incorporating the things that I think are true or the things that I believe to be true. I really try to avoid incorporating them into myself. Yeah. I know what I believe. I know what I think is true. Yeah. That may change tomorrow. That may change. I'm certain that parts of it will change with this conversation. And that's what it really is to me to be human is the idea that what I believe, my ideology, is not fixed and is consequently not an ideology. It's constantly changing, sometimes minutely, occasionally very greatly, very drastically, yeah. always in response to new information and stimulus. Yeah. That's what it means to be alive. Well, how about... If you're not constantly changing and growing in response to new stimulus and information, then you're dying. Well, do you think it's wrong to be selective and, and actually, I'll use the word discriminate against some other thing that might be contrary to what you believe? I discriminate against all sorts of things. I'm not advocating that you not discriminate against against uh but maybe that was the wrong word i apologize i, I just white raccoon in the tree there's a raccoon in the maple tree back by the hey, creek hey buddy okay i've seen one of those in decades yeah. hanging out yeah, that's cool 
That was the only fence I've been in the woods. Last time I saw one, I ran it over <laughs> on accident. Sorry, ask again. I got I got raccoon distracted. Well, let's 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 change the word. I'll give. Let me give you an example. So Autumn and I heard a conversation about Mormonism and what else was it? Oh, I was talking about. I started talking about David Koresh. Okay. And Waco. Yeah. And so she asked me, "What's the difference between David Koresh and and Joseph Smith?" You said. Lots. <laughs> Time and legal interaction. No. Um, there wasn't an FBI back in yeah, 1800. Yeah. Um, in the 1800s. Um, I think, uh, and I said to her, I said, well, I mean, it would be like, you know, people, you, you pick and choose what you want to understand. I mean, Christians might want to understand a lot of different diverse things, but they may not pick the book Magic to understand Christianity. Which, if you don't know what the book Magic is, it's the book Antoine LaVey wrote in 1967. It was the Satanic Bible. It is the Satanic Bible. You might find value in that if you want to read those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But you may, you know, have a discerning... A not a, you might not... Excuse me. You might not feel you have a discerning, discerning enough mind that you not read that to keep it from damaging what you believe. And, okay, so I, I think I understand what you're driving at. Can you, can you state the question for me again? Is it, do you think it's okay to have that kind of, to, ha to, 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 to have that kind of position to say, well, you know, I'm willing to have a conversation with folks, but I'm not, and I'm willing to do study material, but there's certain types of material that I'm not willing to look at. I think that it's to your detriment. Okay. Now, that is from my perspective. My perspective is, is, is limited by my experience and my intellect and the way that I parse information and the way that I view things. Right. Now, if I was a, if I was a different person, if I thought that maybe... Um, I, it just seems disingenuous to say, um, I do not trust my intellect enough to wade into this pond does that make that because that's basically yeah. kind of what it sounds like is there are there are ponds that i will wade into or there are i will go this deep into some of this information but i do not trust myself and my ability to discern enough to truly challenge my beliefs what that kind of seems like it translates to me. Okay. No, that's, yeah. I think that's what I mean, is that, you know, you need to decide for yourself what you're willing to... There may be some things that are too challenging for your individual identity that you may not and be willing to look at. incorporating your beliefs into identity. Exactly. That's that, my yeah. point. That no, yeah. perfectly, that the way you said it illustrates my point. Yeah, Because okay. if you are incorporating your beliefs into your identity, well, yeah, now you have a problem. Yeah. And it's that problem. Yeah. Now it becomes, well, where can I go? What can I do? What? Maybe I don't really want to get into that. Maybe I don't really want to read that bit of information because, uh, you know, I don't want to be challenged in that way. Or I may find, you know, that it... Um, unhinges this particular part of my beliefs in a way that I don't know how to rectify. 
for I, the worse. You know, you know? I, I think mm-hmm. you just I think for some people it's also caution though. I mean, I you know there's it's I I do think it's okay to be cautious. I do too. I'm you don't not want to ab- I'm fate. not advocating that people just really fucking change their mind at the at the drop of a hat or that because you heard something that sounds new and interesting you just change what you believe. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is that if you start to limit your interaction with information based on whether you based on how you view the source of the information, right? Yeah. So like if I was <sighs> And this is the, I've given this extreme example before, but I like it, so I'll use it over and over. If you stumble out of the bar drunk to a homeless man puking drunk in the gutter, and he looks up at you and says, man, you look like you have a drinking problem. (laughs) Now you might like to dismiss the information that you've just received out of hand because clearly that guy is in no position to make an assessment about whether or not you have a drinking problem. Right? Very true. Bullshit. Not true. Not true? Disagree. 100%. So it's not, you think he should, he could make that judgment call? Absolutely. It doesn't matter if he could make the judgment call. My point is that when you encounter information, you should view the validity of that information independent of its source. Now, that's a hard thing for most people to swallow. Yeah, that is. You can find some pretty dog shit sources. You can find, like, you might find one valuable thing that Charles Manson said, but Charles Manson, but but go, but Charles Manson said it. Or, now, I'm not speaking as, I'm not speaking about something that you need to determine the truth and the validity of. You need to do that independent of the source. My point is in saying that, like, unlike in a court of law, I choose to look at information and assess whether or not I think that it holds value independent of its origin. One, because I think all information only has one origin. And information is either dog shit and useless and false, or it's valuable and true. And that is not related to where the information came from. I'd like to think of all information as sourceless. None of it is. But you should view it as such. Because when you view the information as sourceless, now it is wholly your responsibility to determine the validity of the information. And that is where personal responsibility in thought and belief starts. 
Because if you can't be purely objective because of where you think the information came from, oh, this person shouldn't just say that, they don't fucking know what they're talking about, or this guy's an asshole, or this guy's a Satanist, or that was from the fucking Necronomicon, or blah, 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 source, source, source. Well, I haven't heard you yet actually discuss the thing that you're saying is valid or invalid. So, all of it is a non-argument. All of it is a seemingly ad hominem attack on the source of the information, not an argument put up logically in contradiction. If you would like to be able to truly and independently build logical, self-reliant belief system, that starts with abandoning the idea that you can determine the validity of a piece of information or an argument based on where it came from. It's mental laziness to take an argument that could be valid, could not be valid, you don't know but you're going to lend credibility or weight to it, or you're going to remove credibility or weight from it based on its source. I just say mental laziness. Okay. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that statement. I mean, I have people who will, I'll make a statement and will contradict me or tell me, you know, well, this is wrong because of this reason or that reason. And it's like, well, that doesn't bear out necessarily what I've said, or that I that what I've said is incorrect. I just well, all, it's, all that means is that we disagree. When I'm having a discussion with somebody, I want the discussion to be about what is said, not about the fact that or me, not about the fact that I'm a tattooist. Yeah. Because that, unless we're talking about tattooing, that doesn't really hold any water. Yeah. You know, well, I don't want I don't I don't want the discussion <laughs> that I'm having with somebody to be about the fact that um, you know, I'm wearing uh, engineer's boots because we're not discussing my footwear. You see like yeah. I don't want the discussion to be about the fact that I am um, uh, a Middle Eastern European blend mutt because my uh, racial identity doesn't have anything to do with our conversation. My yeah. point. Uh, whatever argument is put forth, whatever discussion is happening, it's happening, it, or it should be happening, independent of the many different uh, identifiers of the people in discussion. Yeah. It shouldn't come down to it shouldn't come to any kind of any identity. No, but it but it often does. Yeah. That's my point. It's a distraction. Yeah. Now I take it to an extreme because I think that that taking it to that extreme allows me to at least get a little bit of of mental breathing room. I think that it's impossible to think about things the way that I said you should think about them. It's impossible. It's impossible to think about something or to have a discussion. I don't want to say it's impossible. I, maybe I should say it's, it's extremely 
hard, and I don't believe that I've ever been able to do it, to have a discussion or to, to uh, assess a piece of information or an argument or an ideological viewpoint based solely on its own merit. Right. You will always subconsciously interject weight and value outside of the individual merits of the specific argument at hand. Yeah. Based on who is delivering it, based on your preconceived notions about ideas that fall into a similar category, yeah. etc. Yeah. And so I say assess the argument or the information purely based on its own merits, independent of the source, 100% absolutely. Right. Because I hope that that will provide me enough space to be intelligently objective and overcome the natural human inclination to discard things out of hand because of the source. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a conversation on Twitter with somebody... Somebody said something about how Congress should be, you know, doing this right now or doing that right now and how we need term limits and things like that. And then this guy said that term term limits won't work because of uh, congressional aides. Congressional aides, the best congressional aides have years of experience working in Congress and the Senate to help you understand procedures and how it works. Yeah. Well, that's that's, if you will, the swamp. That's the swampness of what the government really has become. Yeah, and, and and that's one of those things, that's an argument that's a non-argument in my mind. That's like saying, well, you know, I'm not going to bother to weed my garden because you leave most of the roots and the weeds just grow back. Okay, so your response to the, the beginning, the, an idea, one single idea term limits that would be a step one step in yeah. the right direction is that we shouldn't bother walking in the right direction because there's other problems to be solved well that's what I said what to him what I said to him what, what I said to him terrible way to think about anything so I said well this is what I said to him he says well you've identified a problem now we need what's another, the solution well, that's what I asked solution. him so what's the exactly. solution that's why I asked him yeah. And I was I was waiting for us, and he goes, and he quoted goes well to quote somebody, a very intelligent man, uh, life is not. He said life is a trade off, or he said something about trade offs. I don't remember the complete quote, but he said that it become it boils down to trade offs, you know. And it's like, and I was like I was like well what idiot said this, and I so I went and I googled the statement that he made, and I was like oh, well somebody I respect very highly said that Thomas Sowell. Mm-hmm. who's an economist, a very well-known conservative economist. And so I've kind of stewed over that, but I'm like, at what point do we allow economic trade-offs to become the root of our pol- political agenda and our rules? Well, of, and, and that's first what I'm of s- all, you, like you said before, context is everything. I think yeah. understanding the context of the statement set made and, um, and also... Um, acknowledging that we do not have to kowtow to 
an overgrown, sick, burgeoning political system simply out of economic fear. Yeah, exactly. There is no trade-off to be had. When you have a government that consistently abuses its own people and people around the world purely for its own uh, growth and power, there is no good econ- there's no good economic trade-off happening. Oh, hell no. What's occurring what's occurring is you're getting the shit end of the stick and so is everybody else so that they can take a, a large portion of your work, your effort, in your life, if you'd like to think about it in those terms, yeah. you are going to go to work, if you work a normal job 40 hours a week, most people who work have to work more to support a household. You know, lower class, lower middle class, middle class, even upper middle class Americans. Most of them, I think, work more than a 40 hour a week. and. That's a portion of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will steal that portion of your life from you at the point of a gun, use it to kill other people and cause other problems around the world and sell you cheap gas and shitty food and tell you, look at everything we did for you. <laughs> yeah. That's, I hate, a bad, I hate, that's a bad trade-off. I hate it when they call people that work in the Congress leaders and it's like, but I didn't. I, I don't need led by... I need a servant. I need, a, I need I servants. Need, yeah. I need public servants. Yeah, exactly. That's what I need. Yeah. I need public servants. I need you servants. to serve. I need you to serve in the way that the founding fathers intended you to serve. You in don't need... In the way need... that they serve, where they had actual real yeah. jobs, yeah. where they were actually well, like doing They can't shit. afford... And I said, I said, I said one of the com- part of the conversation, I said, these guys should have to maintain a, a, an industry other than being a, a, a professional... Politician. They should have to maintain their law office or their 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 whatever their practice is. They should have to maintain that office, and they should be paid a moderate per diem, with oversight to that per diem. So, in other words, you're not paid to go out of the country. You're paid to travel between your home and Washington D.C. You're paid. You're reimbursed for the rent of your property that within reason yeah. with a cap on it cap so you don't get to pay ten thousand dollars a month rent on a place to live no three months of the year because you shouldn't be in session more than i don't know what six months of the year if that i'd say actually i'd go 120 days a year because you don't need to pass so many freaking laws that people can start ignoring the laws well that's, that's exactly what so yes many laws a minimal amount of them are adhered to. Yep. Exactly. It, it's it, and it, uh, what we talked about earlier. So they the so Congress comes in and passes a bill that needs funding, like a wall. Okay. So we talked about the '90s. How Congress back in the '90s and the early 2000s, they were funding a wall fence on the Mex- U.S.-Mexican wall, border. Whatever you want to call it. And yep. they so they pass it. And then they wouldn't fund it. Because then the American people are like, oh, hey, they passed this bill. We're all happy because they're they're doing this. And then, eh, throw a couple bucks at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of, you know. That's what I've always, you know, that's why rub I you on, saying, Pat you on the head like, and send you, you to play. If you want to know what's going on, look at the budget. Yeah. If you want to know what's important, look at the budget. Yeah. If you want to know what's happening with any company, 
government organization. Look at the money. Look at where it's going. And then you'll know what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. More or less. Yeah. You know, obviously for particular like black ops programs and different things, you know, they'll funnel, funnel money, hide it in different organizations, etc. You know, no admonishment is perfect. I would just say that, you know, if you would like to at least have some sort of truthful idea about what's happening, look at the financial motivations, yeah. look at the budget, and then you'll know. Or at least you'll, you'll at least have opened a door and have the ability to know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, I, I think that's, a, that's an important thing to think about, you know. We, we, we labeled last week's political reform, last episode political reform. Um, we hashtag Trump, Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Joe, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and political reforms, what are the hashtags I put on there. Um, might not do that this week. We're probably going to talk more about perspective. No, this seems to or, just be more about, like, uh, you know, logical thought and yeah. personal perspective yeah. and um, identity and ideology. Identity and ideology. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I, I've been saying for years, you know, <clears throat> I have I have a lot of friends who are gay, and I have one or two in particular who always post about, you know, something that's how... But what? But the bottom line, the point I'm trying to make that they're doing is that they're posting their identity. Mm-hmm. That this is that I identify as homosexual. And my question I always want to ask, but I don't have the courage to, is well, wait a minute. Are you a human being that's a homosexual, or are you a homosexual that's a human being? Mm-hmm. Because that makes a difference. Now, I'm not not trying to bash gays, homosexuals, LGBTQ people. I'm just having a. I'm making a simple statement that says, we we'll go back That's to the heart of our. statement, and you could. Sta- what's you your could identity? Say it about any particular yeah. identity, you know, I could say like, well, are you a Mormon who's a human, or are you a human who's a Mormon? I'm a human that's are a you, Mormon. You know, are you? Um, and and it's an important. I'm a. I'm an, a human Mormon that drinks coffee. It sounds <laughs> at first, and at first that sounds like. Well, what are you fucking mincing words for, you fucking nincompoop? Like, it's the same fucking thing. No, it's not. No, not at all. It's not at all. It's an important distinction. Yeah. But the fact that most people think it's the same thing and that you are mincing words is the problem. Yeah. My stepdaughter and I were having a conversation about uh, the the similarity of things. So she, she said, because um, we were talking about Fred Meyer, mm-hmm. which is part of Kroger um, or Kroger's. I don't know if it's Kroger or Kroger's. Anyway. But I said, people always say Fred Myers. It's not Fred Myers, it's Fred Meyer. She goes, hey, it's like Flintstone vitamins. People say Flintstones, not Flintstones. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. People will call to the bank and say, hey, I want to open a savings account and a checkings account. No, Jeez. it's a checking account. <laughs> You're saving money, it becomes a savings. That's savings. Uh-huh. A, check, a check account. Is a check a checking account is a check checking account. It's not checkings. <laughs> you're not checking. You're not checking multiple things. You're saving multiple monies in your savings account. You should be checking it all the damn time. And you know, actually I'm finding that that's very true working for a bank that people are becoming more diligent and more aware. Good. And I'm I make makes me happy. That's I'm hoping that this maintains that there is a level and I tell people all the time. If you get frauded, put on your Facebook page, put on your social media, you got frauded, 
let your friends know if you got frauded. And if you have a good practice, tell your friends and family, go to your pastor, go to, go to somebody and say, hey, I have something to contribute to my art group about finances and how they work. Can yeah. I can I talk to our group about that? Oh, yeah. And show them what you're talking about. And so you can share Everyone that. Everyone can learn together. Yes. Hey, guess what? We're, you know, I love this conversation about, you know, on all these TV ads on TLC and the Discovery Networks, because that's all my wife watches. <laughs> anyway, um, we're all in this together. You know, we all need a little love and patience and understanding. And then though there's a conversation of, hey, this is a storm. We're all in a storm. Okay. But some and we're but we're not all in the same boat. <laughs> some people are in yachts, and some people have one oar. Some people are, some people are are like fucking uh, Jack at the end of the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, like let's we go, may go, all be Jack. in this go, we go. may all be in this storm together. But, yeah, but some people are fucking in a you know in a in a fucking. Uh, you know, five hundred foot fucking forty six million dollar yeah. yacht, and other people are in a fucking rowboat. And, well, at some point, we all know. might end up in the fucking ice gold waters. Well, that's the, that's <laughs> that's the problem with yeah. the economic games that are being played right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You can fucking you can you can kick up some pretty high seas if you've got a big boat, but if you make the storm bad enough, everyone will end up in the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're on the Titanic, and guess who's and guess who's driving that ship? Ugh. You know, at some point we all have to be responsible for our own selves. You know, it's 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 significantly more challenging to do that now. Yeah, than it has ever been in recorded history. Right. Now I won't make any pronouncements about prehistory or any of that. That's plenty of other discussions that we can have. But in recorded history now in this day and age it is there are there are a good many more impediments to being self-sufficient than there ever have been and these impediments come in the form of addiction to convenience and comfort and complacency yes the degradation of our society with convenience it's like a a microwave culture man yeah. Well, I actually, you know, I tell people all the time. We talk about, I talk about security all day at work, and I, I've realized the statement needs to be, well, security is never convenient. If if you're setting up security for yourself, and you're more worried about your convenience, then your security is not going to be sound. Yeah, they're not. I wouldn't say that they're mutually exclusive, but especially in the initial establishment phases. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if you're if you're more worried about security than liberty, you know, but that's a different conversation. But I mean, we're talking about we're talking about people stealing your money out of your bank account. Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation. So don't 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 draw Ben's don't draw Ben Franklin's statement into this. This we're talking. I'm talking about being secure uh-huh. and being secure enough to know that you're your talking about safe. financial security. Yeah. It, your your money your safety of your money is. One, your institution's responsibility, yes, but it's also your responsibility to use your money wisely and your and protect your your tools, your debit card and your checking account or checkings account. Checkings. <laughs> checkings. Checkings. One, two, three. <laughs> I think we're gonna end there. I'm getting cold, and my wife's gonna be waiting for me. All right, brother. Well.
This is Jordan. I hope this was a good one. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed. This is Bob. Yeah, it's been Shop Talks. And the Backyard. Backyard Shop Talks. Backyard Shop Talks. Yeah, well, please like and share. Tell a friend. Tell a friend, baby. Yeah. Send us all around. Yes. And if you want to hear us talk about something, if you have any questions, if you want to argue, um, we like all of that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, hit us we'll up. welcome it all. Send us a message. Whatever. All right. Y'all be cool. Bye-bye. Bye.